it worked really <laughs> well. I had a million views in one day from doing this strategy. And I know we're not going to agree on this, but do you think a business should use it? And do you, okay, let's say this. Do you think every business should use TikTok? The Keystone habits are the one, just one habit. If you changed it, it has just a cascading effect on every other thing in your life. Well, I was in a different place as an entrepreneur back then. I was more of a entrepreneur and I have not got that with a lot of like networking communities here. I think it's a lot of just very surface level types of things. Look how great I am. I got that from Pitch Now. I got that from a lot of like the startup community here in the Springs. I miss that. Welcome to the Colorado Springs Business Podcast, where we discuss business principles and provide real life insight into the lives of everyday business owners and entrepreneurs. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe or leave a review wherever you might be listening. Now let's talk business. Every flight that I've ever booked, and I'm changing this from now on, I am not going to book it based on price alone. <laughs> so what I'll do is like, if I have somewhere I want to go in like a month or two, or, or maybe even six months down the line, I'll look at all the months, find the cheapest day, hit that day. Don't care about the time. Don't care about anything. Uh, cause it's usually like drastically cheaper, uh, than a lot of the dates surrounding it. Like it's, right. it's like a green one on Google flights, you know, it's like mm -hmm. you got all the ones around it that are just regular colored and this one's green, you know, or, or not red too. But, uh, I picked that and I realized every time I've had to, to fly, I have to go to Denver airport cause I'm also picking the cheapest one. Right. Uh, international airports are way cheaper than, you know, city airports, uh, I don't know what they call those ones, but they'll call them a city airport. <laughs> the municipal yeah, airports? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, like more, more smaller ones. Mm -hmm. But not small airports either, you know, but just not international airports. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have cheaper flights because they have flights going in and out all the time, like 10, five of them coming in every like five minutes, you know. <laughs> and so it's like cheaper. So I have to drive an hour and a half north. Uh, you have to get there. Uh, two hours early so I have to like so my flights are usually like eight nine I'm like oh that's cool I'm, I'm, I'm not much of an early person but that's cool no that means I got to get up at like 3 30 3 o'clock to get ready get everything make sure my head screwed on straight make sure I'm not forgetting anything which right. that, that takes enough enough stress alone because you're sitting there like going through everything um dog taking care of this taking care of everything in order i'm not forgetting anything kevin you know like yeah. <laughs> uh and so I forgot about, you're talking about home alone yeah it's got that reference christmas is coming up so yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a home alone reference <laughs> so you're not doing that no more you're not doing like uh booking cheapest flights then like don't think about it until like no. the night of or the morning of rather for yeah not gonna book a flight based off of price i am going to base it off a of price but that's not going to be top top metric top metric is not at 8 a.m <laughs> yeah because uh, that just stresses me out because i wasn't able to go to bed till 1 a.m 1 30 a.m so that means i was like okay i just gotta it's either i stay up all night or i at least get an hour of sleep last time i had a flight I, I decided to just stay up all night and the next day was terrible um very terrible this day was bearable <laughs> not terrible but bearable <laughs> There's so many friends that we have that do that too. I think it's, I mean, whatever, it's just kind of how you prioritize time. Like for me, I knew like once I hit 30 that I wanted to prioritize sleep because like all my 20s, mm -hmm. I did that, like an hour of sleep, all nighters, all that stuff. And I've realized like how much better, like my health, mental health, like emotion, mm -hmm. everything, physical health is better with some, some sleep yeah. in mind. Not you just can't always sleep. do that though, right? You Sometimes you just can't, but mm -hmm. if you can like prioritize the hell of it. Yeah. yeah, and I, that's what I've, I've been tr trying to prioritize sleep since last October when I, when Huberman, when I was listening to Huberman's podcast, the Huberman Lab podcast, he was really, and like I've already studied sleep before and I've already mm -hmm. known that I need it, 
because uh, I was doing a nature podcast and one of the episodes was the nature of sleep and why we have it. And that's when I learned beep, a ton about it. Uh, but beep. Uh, <laughs> we may start beeping things too for, uh, for the channel as well too, for the YouTube channel specifically. I think that might be a good uh, thing to, to do. Uh, just for ad revenue, because <laughs> you get yeah. you get demonetized if you have cuss words in it. Uh, I'm a, a just sidetracking. I was saying something there though. Um, Talk about sleep. Sleep. Yes, uh, I've been trying to prioritize it, and uh, my my main goal has been uh, to to get my sleep on track. But as that goal has been a priority, my business has been like growing as well too, making it harder to maintain proper sleep schedules. Right now, I'm all over the place. Like I got. I, had, I went to sleep at a decent time two days ago, but last night I went to sleep at 3 a.m. So, yeah, I know because yeah. <laughs> we talk every day. We have a podcast together, but like I know because you'll text me something in like four in the morning. I'm like, what the hell are you doing up at yeah. 4 a.m.? Or are you not going to bed yet? You know, mm -hmm. so our schedule. Well, I mean, are it depends. You know, sometimes different. I am up early. So, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. There's there's a lot of erratic, you know, it, I mean, you're an editor and videographer. Mm -hmm. So, I mean. That's hard. That's a hard yeah. life because you do need that solitude mm -hmm. and where you find solitude early morning or late nights. And usually they kind of blend into. Yeah. And you know, just because one. you're up late night, that doesn't mean you're not getting a, a, the right amount of sleep right. either. But that's the one thing I was talking about with Huberman Lab Podcast. It's more than just the right amount of sleep. It's there's things surrounded about around it, s putting it into patterns so that you're more likely to like. That's just how we evolved. Like, right. It, it, it makes things better. Uh, it, it allows things to. We're routines. We're creatures of habits. You know, it's like when things are in routines, we can start seeing things more clearly. We can start not being. We can be less scattered because things start falling in the pace. There's there's something called a keystone habit, and if you read like the Power of Habit or Atomic Habits, which is like the unofficial uh, sequel to Power of Habits, right. it's written by two different people, but that's kind of when he wrote that, it was kind of like a sequel based off of that. We'd like to take a quick break to thank our sponsor, Planet Duck. Let me tell you what these guys. They've got some powerful equipment. Their fleet of air duct cleaning trucks are equipped with some of the most powerful vacuums you've ever seen. I mean, these whole trucks, the entire truck is one giant vacuum itself. With their expertise and equipment, they not only get the job done, they get the job done right to maximum efficiency. And you don't wanna be breathing in nasty air from having dirty air ducts or having inefficient airflow. So get your ducts clean with Planet Duct right now. Visit planetduct.com. If you're from Colorado Springs, then you've probably seen our next sponsor driving up and down Academy or at any of their other three locations here in Colorado Springs and in Pueblo. El Super Taco has authentic Mexican food with locally sourced and fresh veggies and meat that is chopped daily. Be sure to check them out next time you're hungry and mention the podcast too. I mean, we don't got a code for you, but definitely mention it. Power Tool Safe has a vision to help fight against theft. They've developed technology to help you keep proper records and are building a community of awareness around stolen goods. Sign up today for a free account and register up to $10,000 in tools and equipment. No credit card required. It's as easy as setting up a Facebook account. Imagine having a team of marketing professionals working for your business, making sure that you get the awareness and sales that you deserve. Well, that's exactly what you get with Recon Marketing. With up to 35 plus years in experience and 10 million plus in managed budgets, they know exactly what it takes to put you on the radar. And our final sponsor is my company, Veeam Visuals. 
We produce videos with passion and strong meat. Our goal is to innovate and push the boundaries of what's possible when it comes to creating powerful visuals that drive results, whether that be in business or in life. We have the production power to produce any kind of visuals you want, from documentaries to YouTube videos to social media content, commercials that are designed for television, 3D animations, and so much more. Yeah, yeah. Well, the Keystone habits are the one, just one habit, if you changed it, it has just a cascading effect on every other thing in your life. 100% So, so one person quit smoking, as an example, and that, or, or I think it was quitting smoking specifically, and that led to like them starting taking their health more serious, and that led to this, led to that, led to just an overall happier life. And I think sleep is one of those keystone habits that all of us can control, and or should control. I mean, I think we, I think we all have power over that. Whether whether we want to say that, oh, my job doesn't allow me for this, or I got so many like so much work. It's like you choose how you want to live your life. You know, for the most part. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah, so yeah, I don't know. I was going. Well, on think that. about animals. <laughs> animals have those keystone habits, right? Most mm-hmm. animals, either they're nocturnal or they're like they'll hunt during certain types, like dusk and in the dawn time. That's a keystone habit. Like they, mm-hmm. it's it's in them to do that. Yeah, it's the same thing. I think I was listening to Impact Theory, and they're talking about sleep more recently. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about like sunlight when it hits like a human, like you naturally are waking up whether mm-hmm. you like it or not. So if you're gonna sleep like during the day, you have to like black out your room mm-hmm. if you want the effect of sleep that you need. Because us as humans, we use the sunlight whether we like yeah. it or not. As uh, you know, that's the enabler for us to wake up and mm-hmm. get ready for the day or whatever. Yeah, and quality. Uh, there, there's quality and. And then there's the the pattern. Right. Uh, there was one surprising thing that I learned from Huberman, and he he bases his stuff based off of research and, and statistics. But still, you know, you can only he even says at the beginning of his podcast, "Don't take my specific word for it. Do your own research as well." But based off of what the research that he just gathered, uh, and some more like new new studies that have come out, is the time of sleep based on your time zone, like where you're at, also plays a role on the quality of the sleep. So. There's a period between like 10 p.m. to 3 a.m. where it's like the most, yeah. Uh, like something happens. I don't know, but you want to be like in, REM sleep. Not even just REM sleep because you get REM sleep every every cycle. Like yeah. and every cycle repeats every 90 minutes. Uh, but the REM sleep, uh, not the REM sleep, but the the sleep specifically. I forget what it is. I, if I I wish I remembered this specific uh, fact better, but. It's something about being being in bed by 10 or 11 p.m. does prove to have better benefits. There, there is some benefits that they're seeing from that. And and yeah, so I mean, there's there's the time and then there's the quality. Like I've, I've always had it in my head, like something I learned a while ago was not just the light, but uh, anything that's activating brainwaves in your, in your, in your, in your anything that's activating like your senses while you're sleeping that's taking away from the actual power of the sleep so yeah. if you have a tv on or you know you yeah. have any kind of light on you know uh unless it's like some kind of moonlight or something like uh something that's very dim you know right. uh that can affect your sleep because it's activating even though your eyes are closed you still sense that that means your brain is trying not trying to it just is processing that because it's give, it's being fed that so the most like quiet and silent uh you can get the better quality of sleep as well too so so yeah i want to get better sleep i wish i could (laughs) i I wish i was better at it and and yeah (laughs) we've been doing a lot of um this has been a different month for us we've been kind of you know doing a lot of different like 
marketing tactics. Um, of course, I have a marketing agency. I do it all the time. But I know we've been talking a lot more about different tactics to garner a lot more organic reach and different types of things like YouTube shorts. Mm-hmm. Did you want to talk? I know you've we've both dove into this. We did this before the podcast today. But like, if people don't know what YouTube shorts are, can you just, just describe to them what they are mm-hmm. and like how they're kind of like making a pretty big splash right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and honestly, they've been making a big splash for at least a year. It's just it's just now getting popular. And so that's actually in, in stocks, when something is getting popular, it's usually a bad time to buy in. But with, with reels, that's different. You know, it's like you're not buying in. Uh, you know, it means that it's not the most optimal time. Uh, it may be the like, peak time. So it's like get in now uh, while you're doing it, but you should have been doing it a year ago uh, is what, how I feel about, about it. And, and I have been doing reels for, for, for the last year or so, uh, even for this podcast specifically, where we're cutting clips like more than a year because I actually have, I'm getting memories from them actually. So, uh, so but it's the, it's the difference of, of action uh, and knowing something and then actually taking action on it, what I should have done was seen the opportunity and cranked up on it. I doing a real here, doing a real there, you know, not taking it as serious as I should. I feel if I would have been doing three reels a day all year, I would be at a different position in my 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 life. This podcast would have a hundred thousand subscribers probably, uh, you know, and subscribers mean nothing essentially uh, because you can you can. They're, they're the least powerful metric of, of how successful a channel is because uh, you can have a hundred thousand you can have a million subscribers and your channel's getting a thousand views uh, because it's 10 years old a thousand views uh, a, a video you post because it's 10 years old you abandon it and you're trying to revive it or whatever or you just fell out you know you're not in the public eye like you can have a lot of subscribers but is, is, is anyone seeing those and that's where shorts comes in you know it's like you can have no subscribers and you can get that reach uh, because uh, you can, when I say reach, you can reach more people. Like it pushes it out. It has more test subjects. You could say, I guess, uh, it, it, it tests more of a bigger, bigger audience without having an audience. And right. And then, and then it optimizes based on how those test groups, uh, perform and that those test group, if those test groups perform well, then it gets moved and then it gets sent out to more people. And if those test groups perform even better then it really starts pushing like you're getting like hundreds of thousands of views at, at like just two just three or four tiers down of being pushed out by the algorithm when it comes to shorts or in, in this this is adopted from tiktok and i like how gary vaynerchuk puts it you know the tiktokification of social media uh that's good there's some truth to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's what's happening you know with facebook with instagram and like you could have called it like uh you could have called that a while ago. It's it's very interesting. One thing I was doing in two thousand, early two thousand nineteen, uh, maybe even late two thousand eighteen, was I had the success that a lot of people are seeing with their reels right now, uh, with their with their reels and their shorts right now. They'll post one, it gets hundreds of views, sometimes even that like a thousand, a couple thousands of views. They'll they'll they when you see that like off of something you created or something you posted, um, it's it gives you a feeling of like oh this is cool. You know, it gives you a good feeling and it's, it's an addictive feeling too. You know, it's dopamine hit. Yeah. It's a big dopamine hit. It's it's more than just a like, it's giving you, uh, awareness and recognition for, for, for what you're doing. And one thing I noticed was in early 2018, like, uh, no late 2018, early 2019 is I posted 
a, a SpongeBob trend uh, of me going to the mirror and like, you know, me 10 days after this watching ten SpongeBob. 10 days later, yeah. No, not 10 days later. No, no. It's it, it, There was a trend where it was, you'd take a subject and then you'd like, you'd walk up to the mirror and you'd hold it, hold it and you'd be like, one day of listening to SpongeBob. And then you'd go, five days, oh, five okay, days of mm-hmm. listening to SpongeBob. And then you'd go, 30 days after listening to Spongebob <laughs> or something like that, you know, like or that, that wasn't what I did, but you know, it's like you'd, you'd, uh, you'd do that. Uh, you, you'd cop on the trend and you'd, you'd add your own, you'd either record it yourself or even just copy someone verbatim with your own body. Uh, that's a lot of TikTok actually. Uh, <laughs> and I did that and it got like 10,000 views and like, I was really excited about, excited about that opportunity because I had no audience. And I'd already been posting on TikTok because I read Gary Vaynerchuk's uh, Crushing It, uh, which had just came out in like 2018, something like that. Uh, And that's a sequel to Crush It. And he was talking about this. He was talking about each each chapter had like a social media in it. And he was talking about Musical.ly. And he was like saying Musical.ly is going to be like So what's Musical.ly though? Tell tell our viewers what Musical.ly is. Musical.ly, music.ly is TikTok. TikTok, the company ByteDance uh, bought TikTok and they own Musical.ly. Or they bought, they own, they own TikTok and they bought Musical.ly. And then they just Mm rebranded their, their thing to that. And, and so it's like, I seen that and I was excited. So one thing I would do is I would take TikToks that were popping and I'd put them on, I was a little ahead of my time actually with this because it wasn't really working, but though it was working, actually I lied, it worked really <laughs> well. I had a million views in one day from doing this strategy. I was taking popular TikToks and just, cause you could download TikToks too. It was before they even shut off, they gave you the option to shut it off. You can still download TikToks, but now you have the option to, to shut off uh, if someone can download it or not. Uh, but you could just download it and I would, po- I would post it on, on my, my Facebook. Specifically, my my Facebook page Hasley, uh, which is my personal brand page, and I, I would post like th- them on there. And actually, it, that did okay. The million views was actually something else. The million views was actually a, a four minute horizontal video, but it was someone else's content. It was like basically a curated thing. Uh, but as as I seen that, it grew it grew grew my following the seven thousand on 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 Facebook, and I was just thinking, how can I siphon these TikToks? Because of this, this is the reach. This is the thing that we're talking about with shorts right now. It has been there. And I say the opportunity is there, but I don't think you're taking advantage. And this is why Gary Vaynerchuk has been so loud about it. And not only loud about it, if you go, go, if you go audit his account, he has the receipts. He's posting four, five, sometimes more than that times a day. The reason he says that is there's the opportunity is there. And I've squandered that opportunity, I feel, but I don't think it's too late. Yeah, but the the big thing there is, and I think a lot of people need to understand this, and you actually said this, but it's super important for people to know is these are served to people outside of your following. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. I yeah. mean, think how big these platforms are. This is the first time you're going to be able to garner yeah. an audience based off of not just your following, but what's actually like how well the video actually does when mm-hmm. it's serving it to people outside of that and that's and, yeah. that's huge it's huge and why so tell us why gary's saying like post as many as much as possible that's pretty much the strategy mm-hmm. post as much as humanly possible why is he saying that yeah because it's 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 almost i, I say it's like a crapshoot mm-hmm. is how i see it it's like there's no metric that says this one video is going to do and that's the thing about it you can't gamify it and that that helps i think that's one reason why it's been successful is you can't really gamify it it's really it, you can in a way you can make optimize things to to play in your favor but you, you, 
post something and this is why you can post things again later you know maybe it doesn't do well now uh but you could post something and it doesn't do well you post this seemingly crappy clip that 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 you know really not really has any even value in it you know maybe even just slightly funny um and for some reason people gravitate to it like there's some nuanced thing in it where it just hits right maybe it's a sound bite that just you sounded stupid and now everyone's using it on things and and you know it's like you never know it, it but it, it puts it out there to a small amount of people and then off of that it does start building information and it goes more than just random people it goes off of okay these people that that liked the video they all like this type of content we're going to start showing them other type of content uh and so sometimes you'll be on the other type of content so what what happens is instead of people fall like finding your content through through who you are they're finding it based off of your your their their own interest and that's when what gary v means when he talks about the interest graph uh based off of the social graph uh most social media is built around like uh who you know and who follows you and who follows who follows you who follows who you know uh but TikTok, the TikTokification of everything is based off the interest graph, which is um, you find a creator based off of your interest because of the organic reach that it provides for you and those 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 avenues. So the reason I, you want to put out multiple ones is because everyone is is a, is a gamble, and sometimes you 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 it may even be good. You put out one, it doesn't do well. Maybe it wasn't that it wasn't a good content. Maybe there was just uh, some something something wrong with the video. So you take it, you re-edit it. Uh, you, you try to optimize it a little bit. You post it again. It doesn't do well again. Maybe on the third, and I've seen a video like this where someone did that. You know, it's like the third edit that they had, it went viral. Like, right. and, and viral is, is actually a funny word because I was talking to someone the other day and he was like, I had something that went viral, uh, blah, blah, blah. It, it was awesome. And, and then some... And then, then he said it was like 10,000 views. Right. So it's like <laughs> some people's viral is 10,000 views. Yeah, sure. Uh, my viral is at least a million. Sure. Uh, so... You know? It's subjective. Yes, it is subjective. But what's cool about that is the reason I don't consider that viral is because this this shorts, this Instagram, these these vert vids. I like to say vert vid because it's not it's not. And that's important for people to know mm -hmm. too. So these videos are vertical videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to be seen like with your phone vertically. Yeah, most people don't know that. You know, you have to describe that like a fifty thousand foot view of like what a short reel mm -hmm. TikTok is. It's a vertical video. They have to be filmed completely different sometimes too. They, sometimes yeah. they can't be cropped you know i was a big uh, proponent of, of, of vertical vertical videos when i was doing the hasley podcast uh this was before really i even was active on musically it was before the tiktok tick tick any tiktok kind of algorithm was really going on but vertical videos were in stories mm -hmm. you know and like and yes. they were on snapchat and so that's why like, i think and that's that's why i think they got so popular too in the u.s mm -hmm. i mean it was the combination of TikTok and all those things, but also stories. People mm -hmm. were doing them in vertical. We're getting a lot, they're garnering probably more engagement and they probably saw those in those platforms. Mm -hmm. Not only did they see the, the success that TikTok was having, they were seeing in stories how much more of voyeurs, viewers mm -hmm. they were getting, you know? So yeah. And what's cool a lot about of value stories is, is, is it showed you exactly, shows you exactly who viewed, who viewed the story. So that's data you could take uh, and, and start understanding who's actually watching you and who's, who who to really focus on because i mean you want to double down on the people that are actually taking the time to to, to watch your stuff but also there's the stories uh, thing where it's i seen a, a meme where it's like uh she she thinks i'm watching all her stories but really it's 
tap, tap, tap. So you're just tapping through like all 50 of them or whatever. Cause some people put like 50 stories. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it works. I mean, people will sit there and watch through them. I mean, I've, I've gone through a creator that I've liked Ty Lopez sometimes uh, on his stories at one point. Uh, it's all like one video. It's a long form video. A lot of this. Yeah. Stuff too. It's really technically like, and sometimes it's cool to see little bits of, of your story. And I was actually thinking like, you know, you could do like, you know, vlog styles through your stories. You know, you like, that's the benefit of the stories is, you don't have to think you just pop it up and and you just put it out but then if you're doing that too much it's like people tune out really quick because if you're just talking a lot I've, I've had people where i just tuned out you know because all they were doing was just talking it's like i'm just trying to look at some cool stories i'm not trying to listen to a speech you know so <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that's changed a lot too the yeah. right stories because stories was was it 15 seconds at first then 30 and then mm -hmm. a minute like there's i a... don't even understand that because i use instagram uh to, yeah. so it subdivides all my all my uh, stories for me when it automatically posted them on on Facebook because Facebook won't do that for you for some reason. It's yeah. so dumb. Like, <laughs> so you have to put it on TikTok if you don't want to have to go in and cut it yourself, yeah. which is very tedious and not want to do it, especially when Instagram just does it for you. So it's like I never really understood why they would. I don't even understand the 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 significance of going to a minute because I feel like I've always had a minute. You know, kind of have because it just subdivides it right like what is it and it still subdivides it like what the beep <laughs> yeah maybe there's more watch time on it now mm. like overall so if you post you know how there's like a lot of those you know segments little all this mm -hmm. all these pieces maybe now it's like it can be like a 15 minute because ty lopez his is like his story if you watch all the way mm -hmm. through and he has all those it's like 15 minutes long it's long now mm -hmm. so well, it's always been long he's always yeah. he's always but there used to be a max to it if you remember there used to be a max to your no, stories no i didn't I used know to that have, i used to have a cap to i think it was like 10 stories but they were like back then it was only like 15 or 30 second stories that was only on on snapchat well maybe maybe no it was maybe on at instagram one point too. it was on instagram but for the last yeah. at least couple of years it hasn't been that way yeah so they're making them longer mm -hmm. too i mean yeah. the, the they, they just get really 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 tiny longer. you know like they, they stop at 10 they don't they don't stop at 10 they they just get tiny 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 it'd be interesting to see how long or if it's infinite now mm -hmm. i don't know if it is yeah either way I don't think stories are where things are going. I think they're fading out, actually. Mm. Uh, I, I I don't know if you've noticed, I used to be active daily on my stories. The last couple of months, I'm like every other day, maybe, you know? <laughs> uh, also, I just I don't really feel like it, you know? But I think it's important because you do stay in front of people's faces and stay, in, stay on top of their on, on top. I think of it's the radar. most front-end thing you can do. Mm -hmm. I think people were more likely to watch a story than, you know, engage with a post. I, I think that. Well, engage with the post. The cool thing about... I'm talking from like a business standpoint, like a business doing a story. That's yeah, what yeah. That's what I'm talking about specifically. In in, will they see it more? I don't know. Like, cause there's there's the engagement part. Like, what if the same amount of people are seeing your posts, but you just don't know because they don't give you that metric. Well, like, here's something to think about. Like, are you going through stories? Or are you going through your feed more often, or is it like mm -hmm. well, does it not matter for you? Well, that's exactly the 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 point right there is. Uh, I. I think less people are going through stories now. I think they're going through the real section on Facebook, at least on Facebook. On Instagram, stories is still a powerful thing, I think, because they're the top of the page. And uh, and on Facebook, they are too, but it, it does start it out on reels instead of stories, for me at least. I do, I know they do Well, and subjects. they're two different things too. Yeah. I mean, because more than likely, your stories are more targeted towards your, your following already mm -hmm. versus like a reel that can be like massive, right? It's your following in. Yeah, yeah. You know, people and outside I don't, your following. Actually, I don't know how this happens but my stories get views from people who don't follow me yeah yeah so i don't even know how that happens i think they have I don't suggested even stories now okay i think that's what they're doing oh right yeah in the explore page that's yep. where it's been yeah 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 yep and you, you could probably I, I i probably view them and don't know that i'm doing 
I probably have before. Maybe I don't know actually, because you would. It's a different format, you know. It's not a swipe up. It's a swipe. It's a tap left. <laughs> All right, uh, so we have to talk about this because this, I think, is an important topic. Um, right now, we're in a war with all these platforms for attention, and all mm-hmm. these platforms want the most attention, right? Um, but it goes deeper than that because you said ByteDance owns TikTok, mm-hmm. ByteDance predominantly from China. Mm-hmm. China, with all their companies, especially their major ones, has to be vetted through the government and censored through the government. It's just it is what it is. That's kind of what the communist uh, government is, mm-hmm. but. What do you think about TikTok? Um, and I know we're not going to agree on this, but do you think a business should use it? And do you, okay, we'll say this. Do you think every business should use TikTok? Every, every business? Um, no, actually. Uh, I think a lot of businesses, they can, I mean, it, I think business is so nuanced. It's like mm-hmm. some people are already so busy that they don't even need to do any marketing you know like at all (laughs) and some like that's just because their industry you know like construction is a is a big industry where that happens a lot like a a lot of businesses they're happy where they are being a one-man crew or a two-man crew um a lot of businesses are so overwhelmed with the amount of construction work there is out there that they don't need to do marketing uh and do you think TikTok's a necessity for a business looking to grow in this market right now? I think I think it really depends on where your market is because I think businesses that are doing it are going to go down the path of being do- starting to get all the market uh, share because they're being in front of the people. They're the ones that people know about. And these other companies that aren't doing about it because they're doing okay, they aren't doing it because they're doing not just okay, they're thriving still uh, because of the flow of business that they have. Are, their business is going to start getting smaller because these other businesses are growing because they're popular, uh, because they're they're do, they're doing tic- t- things like TikTok. Uh, but I know your, tic- your, sp- your question was specifically TikTok, but I think s- it, it, on a broad stroke of doing marketing t- all together on social media, mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, the businesses that aren't doing it eventually are going to have no choice but to do it. Like right now, they can still like some of some some can still get away and get away really really well without it. Um, you could see, it's interesting because they say Tesla doesn't do any marketing, but e- Elon Musk is the biggest influencer on the planet, yep. and he that's that's why they don't have to do any marketing. <laughs> but also because it's a really good product <laughs> right and it was and it changed the game literally <laughs> yeah and i think there's still not enough marketing behind how great the cars actually are mm-hmm. you know a lot of people don't even know about all the capabilities of they a don't Tesla. know that when you when you when you break it takes that heat, heat energy and converts it into electric energy to charge the battery like they don't think about all these little cool crazy awesome things about it you know <laughs> yeah. speaking of easter eggs think about like a tesla and all the easter eggs in a tesla you yeah. can make the car dance yeah they could bite dance on TikTok. It doesn't have to, but they included that. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's like uh, with TikTok specifically, was that a TikTok specific question? Well, the initial question is, you know, it's it's more so like if someone's looking to broaden their strategy, they're already looking at reels, they're maybe be doing YouTube shorts already. Should they include TikTok mm-hmm. in that strategy as well? I think it, it like, like, again, I'm always going to say it really depends on who you are. Uh, but I think, yes, you should include it, but I think it could be good and beneficial if you're starting from zero and never doing any content ever. Pick one, pick one platform, and just focus on that platform. 
I think that would be a good strategy for someone um, because it can be very, I don't know, posting just a, a reel or a, a vertical video for this podcast. If I'm not fully focused and I, I actually want to create a system that it makes it so much simpler and all laid out in one spot. Uh, if I'm not fully focused, it can take me up to 15 minutes to post one reel because I'm on TikTok. I got to go on TikTok, post it. Um, and then I got to go on, not 15 minutes, but still it, maybe sometimes probably 15 minutes. For I real. mean, just like, the posting, it's not even including like not even creating building the it, content, not yeah. even writing anything really. Right. Uh, just, just the posting. Cause I'm going on TikTok, I'm going on YouTube, I'm going on Instagram, I'm going on Facebook and it's like crap, man. It's like, that's why I'm actually just focusing on, on YouTube mostly when it comes to these reels. Cause some of them haven't been on posted on, on TikTok yet. Uh, just because it's like. I want to get a system where it's like I can just check it off and like make sure I don't forget anything, but also just follow it so I don't have to like get distracted. Because what happens is I have no order for this, uh, so it's like I'll go over here and get distracted by this or or whatever. It's like if you if you're not focused, it can actually take up time. Like it makes no sense because all you're hitting is upload. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's weird. And there's 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 cons with it too. You know, with TikTok. And it, some people might not mind, but like the privacy policy is a little bit more loose than say mm -hmm. even. Facebook or Instagram, which people already have problems with that privacy policy. So yeah. I think it's important for our viewers to know, like this, 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 the stuff that's on TikTok, the things what you do on TikTok, and read through the privacy policy because there is some things on there that are, you know, a little invasive to maybe your privacy. So mm -hmm. it's it's important to read that, do some research on it. Um, I know plenty of people who use it and they love it and, you know, they don't mind, but there's going to be other people who do mind and they should look into that, you know, prior to using mm -hmm. it and, and see if that's a good fit for them or not. Some people, you know, like I said, with Facebook, they have issues with Facebook. So mm -hmm. look into it, do your research. There's pros and cons with everything. Obviously, TikTok's still massive. Um, it's growing quicker than any other platform right now. That's why mm -hmm. I feel like they cranked the algorithm up for YouTube shorts is because they're like, we're going to combat this. So we're going to combat it with the second largest search engine on the planet, mm -hmm. YouTube. Yeah, and then TikTok added added search into theirs as well too. That's one of their ways to combat yeah. against uh, YouTube. Because uh, right. now like, now they're playing in the search engine game, like how I was saying, like wh why we need to do uh, clips, not shorts, which two different things, Right. Uh, was because YouTube is a search engine and those things are more of a long-term strategy sitting there waiting waiting for for viewers you know like when they need them uh when the viewer needs the video uh and it could be play out for like a normal video yeah yeah it could well normal uh depends on what a normal video is for like you. a normal like how-to video yeah yeah maybe that is a clip mm -hmm. so yeah there there is a lot of there's a lot there right mm -hmm. to unpack as far as like if someone wants to really know what's the difference between like again a clip so you mm -hmm. do a shorter video that's really the definition yeah. it is a shorter video but it's not short you know it's but like it's usually it, like a topic based yeah it's video. usually topic based on on one one topic you mm -hmm. know and uh where was i going with that but but tiktok has really uh optimized for search as well too mm -hmm. you can you can you can really be found by search now uh your content if you label it correctly uh so that's that's important you can also post them up to 10 minutes so it's like yeah yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's, it's cool. But um, my thing is I feel the Facebook's just as safe as TikTok. Uh, whether or like whether or not it has a filter through uh, the government, because I think the government still does things like that here. They're just not open about it. <laughs> it. Definitely is. You're right. I think the the big issue is is whether or not. I mean, 
it's again, it just depends on who would you rather have it. Mm-hmm. Someone who could potentially be an enemy versus someone who is your government. And that can also be an enemy too. But I'm saying like, it just depends on who you want your information in the hands of. Yeah. And so that's, that's the only big thing there. That's mm-hmm. where I'll leave it. You know, if you want to do research on it, do more research on it for our viewers. Yeah. Um, I just see it's like what, yeah, the, the the data that they're getting is more than just your posting. This is just what you're posting. It it allows them to have access to so many things on your phone. Right. If that's what the the terms say. Yeah. Um. But I'm pretty sure the terms on all apps say that, right? But like you said, it depends. It's on more more loosely mm-hmm. on TikTok, so it's okay. more so access to your phone outside the app when you're mm-hmm. not using the app. Um. It's based off of like um, like what you do when you're on TikTok. If you're buying things and like credit mm-hmm. card information, all those different things. Yeah. That's the thing I worry the most about, you know? That's not even what I'm worried about, you know? Like, I'm more worried about, because it, it, okay, what did you say? The first thing? It was, did, you, did you say location? Location's a big one. That's what they got in trouble with two weeks ago, is they were, they were- They geo- have access to your location. Yeah, they're that coordinating the high-level officials in the United <laughs> States and figuring out where they go and what's their, like, normal yeah. habits and where that's they- what, That's what scares me, is more than just, you know, credit card information and your shopping habits. Like, that's, that information is just- for advertisers, you know, <laughs> well, just, but like, well, location data is too, but it's like, it's more scary, but like with, with the things with how AI is going, things can get, you can do anything is scary, you know, like the, the, the amount of data, like with the amount of things we can figure out about people is increasing while the amount of data we need to figure out, uh, the things about people is decreasing meaning we need less data to know more about you because of ai we can know more we can know all all these things about you just off of these three key points because we've trained ai to identify connections and there's like a 90 percent chance if you have these two things you also are this you know uh and with the technology increasing of pattern uh, recognizing patterns like that with ai and being really accurate at it too like not just like uh we're we're assuming they're like because you like this, you like that. No, we're pretty like 95% sure, sure that you like this too, you know, or something like that. And then that kind of data, like, and like, that's just the surface level of, of what it could do is like what you like, you know, but then it could like start doing some weird predictive beep and like, I don't know, it can really get crazy. <laughs> oh, most definitely. And I, I think like, again, I, I don't know where that too. goes with it. I know, you know, China and like issuing a social credit score is something I can, I'm not for, you know? I'm not for if you disagree Mm -hmm. with the government about a certain issue that, you know, they can like limit you as far as like public transportation, getting money out of your bank account, Mm. all those different things. That's something. Disagree. Yeah. This this is where we get philosophical because people are in prison right now for smoking weed in America. Yeah. So it's like for having weed, you know, like. So it's like they disagreed with their government and they took. Well, we're going through something very different too. (laughs) I mean, I mean, cancel culture is definitely a huge Mm -hmm. piece to what's going on in the United States for sure. You know, and that's kind of, it's the next level out, you know, you go cancel culture, then you go, what's probably mm-hmm. like a social credit score of like anybody can be silenced for any other mm-hmm. thing, but it's not only inhibiting their ability to get their name out there or like project their voice. It can inhibit them financially mm-hmm. and where they go, yeah. all these different things. So that is a very real thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. And it's not just happening in China. It's happening all over, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, it's it's like, that's the thing. It's like the difference though there would be, it's like we voted that law in, uh, but did we, 
Yeah, you know, so I was going like, to say, did we? <laughs> did we? Yeah. And that's where influence comes in. And that's the scary part about having that data, I think, on, uh, you know, on a platform. You know, it's like a platform has the power to... We've learned a lot of how to control people over the last hundred years and do it in a covert way, meaning undercover, like you don't know it's happening to you. Right. It's like, are you really going to Dunkin' Donuts because you want to go to Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and like, that's like a regular thing. But then it's like, are you really denouncing your government because you want to denounce your government? Right. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, how do you insidiously change someone's, change a whole culture's perspective? And that's where the power can come in, I think. You know, like that's, that, that's what I'm talking about with AI too. Like AI can figure out, okay, just train and train a model that is really accurate at convert like your main goal ai is to convert this person to judaism uh and this ai is going to spend so many iterations hundreds of thousands until it figures out the best way to do that and then it's going to implement it across the platform or whatever you know it's like just just uh just thinking that that's see it's like you can get doom and gloomy about anything i think you know it's like uh, but there's bright sides to things. I think you know it's like bright sides to everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's overall been a bright side to all social media. Mm -hmm. Most people can, a lot of people can disagree with that, you know. But it's yeah. given a lot of people voices no. more than they've yeah. ever had. That's good and bad, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes the the people who the smallest groups of people have the loudest voices. That's what's happened. That's mm -hmm. okay. But we're going through a very different time yeah. in the United States right but now then it's like, and like, the world as yeah. far as like overall exposure and what's going on. Who's crying out about what i mean there's there's a lot going mm -hmm. on the war for attention yeah. is on you know yeah and it's like we all love it and uh i think we all like to feel like we're being heard and 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 whether some people are you know stubborn and like they've had a rough life so they're like screw everyone maybe you know like sure. but they're, they're like that because they didn't get that attention you know maybe probably i don't know i'm not a psychologist but <laughs> But yeah, I was just thinking like, you know, it's like there's the good part, like you were saying, and then there's the bad part where it's like 20 people, like Jordan Peterson talks about how 20 people can get together and be the loud minority, you sure. know, it's like they're, they, it sounds like it's a whole group of people, but really it's just 20 people, right. you know, but they're just loud. <laughs> yeah. So it's That's like, happening a lot. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he was breaking that down on his new, new episode with Andrew Schultz. Uh, he was breaking down the concept oh, of that. If you want to hear more that. about that, <laughs> it's right here in the link. <laughs> the yeah. link's going to take you to our Bitcoin account. And you can, no, I'm just no, kidding. No, that'd be great. That'd be no, great. No. We do have a Patreon, though, if you guys want to go support the show. It's been there. I always forget to promote it. Uh, we have two patrons. Um, we, we can do cool stuff with Patreon, I think. Like, we can add extra perks. Um, uh, speaking of the podcast, there's an, if, you're, if you're watching on YouTube, there's episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the audio-only versions uh, that aren't on the YouTube channel, like episode th 13. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, so they weren't on YouTube. They never got posted, but uh, they won't ever get posted because I think that'll be incentive, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's true. So we don't have too much time left, but I wanted to talk about this because I think it's something that's super interesting. We were looking at other office spaces um, last week together and we were talking to someone who is like a space captain in the local community here for a co-working space a mm -hmm. predominant co-working space space captain <laughs> that's a cool official word. title i believe i love space it. captain <laughs> um but he was kind of talking about what i was talking about earlier on 10 years ago in colorado springs um and i would say it, it was 
it was going until at least like two years ago before COVID, but how they're like the startup community here has like was thriving so mm-hmm. much and how like a lot of the co-working spaces now are not really entrepreneurs or freelancers, but they're more so people who are like auxiliary uh, contractors mm. for uh, bigger businesses and they, they just need to get out of the house. So they're asking their company for a budget to like rent out a co-working space. And that's what's pred- predominantly in the co-working spaces right now are those people who are employees of other businesses who need some space. Um, and that's the same thing in my office. I, I'm seeing the when same thing When you say auxiliary, well. what do you mean by that? This like, th- they're not an official employee of the company. They're a contractor. Mm, auxiliary okay. is kind of the okay. same thing. Um, but that's interesting. Um, before 10 years ago, we used to have a thing called Pitch Night. I loved it. It was like Shark mm-hmm. Tank for local entrepreneurs here. Um, and it was a little bit more um, edgy and probably a little bit more intimidating than say like Million Cups. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I love Million Cups too. Million Cups is awesome. It has a mm-hmm. great place in the community, and that's awesome. It's every it's intimidating Wednesday. when you've got to speak. <laughs> but it's kind of interesting when other entrepreneurs are like asking really pointed questions about your business because mm. they're trying to help you. You know, that's it, what Million Cups does at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But these ones are like you know really based on like the budget and like it's like Shark Tank. Oh yeah, you know it's yeah, that, really the in the beeps. <laughs> yes, yes, and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to bring that back here. I think that'd be awesome to do here. Um, but I do think that the pandemic had a huge effect on a lot of entrepreneurs here. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure out ways to, to kind of get them out. I think they're probably just at home working now. They're probably saving some money, but there's definitely a lot to be done in downtown Colorado Springs. We've been down here. I've been down here for a year with my office. You've been down here for what? Close to two and a half years, three years. Where, how long have you been down August here? with 2020. Two and a half years. Yeah. Or give or take, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what? So do you think it's like predominantly from the pandemic is the reason why a lot of entrepreneurs don't have like a lot of office space right now? Obviously, mm-hmm. with the pandemic, a lot of people have gone virtual. We know that. But what other things are? Like, what are you sensing down here right now? Um. Well, the last year I've actually I'm not down here that much to be honest. Uh. But as a business that is down here, I. I'm not sensing any of that because I'm not paying attention to it. Uh, I want to ask you a question, a counter question, I guess, sure. uh, since I don't have an answer to that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you miss about Pitch Night? What did you get out of that? Uh, well, I was in a different place as an entrepreneur back then. Mm-hmm. I was more of a entrepreneur. I was trying to figure out um, a good community of people who can really bring value to me and that I can use for mentorship. Mm-hmm. Um, and I found that a lot more with experienced entrepreneurs talking more so about the tactics, the strategies, um, the resources that you need to excel in this community, specifically Colorado Springs community. Mm -hmm. And I have not got that with a lot of like networking communities here. I think it's a lot of just very surface level types Mm -hmm. of things. Look how great I am. You know, let's, let's get in contact, let's get coffee and talk about how great we are. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to get a roadmap. When I was younger, I wanted to get a roadmap to, you know, excel in this community. Mm-hmm. And I, I got that from pitch. Now I got that from a lot of like the startup community here in the Springs. Mm-hmm. I missed that. Um, I don't need that roadmap as much anymore, but I want to link arms with people who are actually doing really big things here mm-hmm. and be surrounded with that. I think that's very important from like the, the startup to like the more established business for people to have that. Mm-hmm. Do you think you saw that uh, when you discovered uh, me doing this podcast? Yeah. Do you think you felt a sense of of, of that, uh, and that's what gravitated you towards it? Yeah, I think the the big thing. I, I well, a lot of those people on here are awesome, and mm-hmm. they're a big community here. But I want to be able to get new faces because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in this town, man. Close to a million oh, yeah. people. 
you know, in the outskirts and everything in the in the greater Colorado Springs mm-hmm. area, there's a lot of people here. There's a lot of entrepreneurs and there are a lot of people who are just needing that community and more so than just networking. We need mm-hmm. to have something that's more um, tailored around giving people the right roadmap, the right resources. And a lot of people are doing it here. There are, there are those resources here. Mm-hmm. But I think the community needs to be centralized in downtown Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. It's had blips of that here. Obviously, the pandemic affected a lot of different cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, major cities are probably way more decimated on that front than, say, Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, but I miss that. I want that. And I, I know you know what I'm talking about when I'm saying that stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, well, maybe. Uh, you're, when, you, when you say that stuff, what do you mean by that stuff? That type of uh, higher level of entrepreneurs who are actively doing things that want to network mm-hmm. and provide bigger support in a way of the, not just like, Hey, like I just started a new company. Great. Let's get your name out there. Yeah. I want to be able to like link arm and build strategic partnerships with people mm-hmm. who, well, that's a bummer because uh, not that, that's not a bummer. It's a bummer because a person who was supposed to be a guest last, last month, he's a big proponent of that. You know, like I think he, he's, he's starting the pitch night. Like he's, he's, he's doing that. And like he, he, he's, a bit, he's a part of Yemi's team as well too on top of that uh, but hmm. he invests in entrepreneurship I think uh, if I remember because I, I had a good like hour long co- coffee meeting with him uh, and that's when we booked it and he's like ah, I don't know if I'll be able to make that date but I'll try uh, and he, he wasn't <laughs> right but uh, but uh, it's all good uh, the bummer part is I think that would have been a good conversation to have on this podcast and uh, because those are the kind of people you, 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 I think you just said you wanted to link arms with, and yeah, and by that you mean you want to find other people who can help lift up the, the the, you want to find entrepreneurs who have had some success can help lift up the entrepreneurs in the city or help build that culture of, of startup again. Yeah, I mean, like an example was this: like when I was at UCCS, I was the president of the marketing club there, and then. Um, I knew I had a good friend named Sam Elliott. He used to be in this community. Mm-hmm. He left for Denver community, uh, but he had the entrepreneurial club. He was the president of that. And I don't remember if it was our clubs or it was something external in uh, UCCS, but we used to have events where it was Shark Tank, mm-hmm. but like the winner of, there was a bunch of people and a bunch of different presenters and they would present and whoever we thought was like the best presentation would win money. Mm-hmm. This is like a college ran event. That's awesome. We yeah. should be able to do that you know, outside of college, you know, I feel like a lot, there's, there's mm-hmm. a gap there. Like when you leave college versus like, if you want to be able to start your own business, like, what is that? Like mm-hmm. there's what so it is, much is to going do. out to the chamber of commerce and, uh, going out to, you know, million cups or, 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 you know, applying to go visit a few BNIs. And then at the, at, at either of those three places I just mentioned is where you find other small, small networking things or medium networking things like million cups, you know, or cause that's how I found that was like, I reached out to a BNI group and the guy invited me to power connectors and then power connectors is powerly connected to million cups, <laughs> really, really intricately connected. And I think that's how, how you would go about it now, even, even after COVID uh, it's a little bit less popping. Cause when I came here in 2019 was before, uh, COVID, those meetings, you know, they were popping, you know, and they're still, they're just now really uh, getting back to that, to that way that they are, I think. Yeah. Um, but, but while you were talking there, it may, it reminded me, no, it gave me the idea of something that I wish that I want in my life and in my business. Um, not necessarily a community. Uh, I, I, I like that and I want that. Uh, but 
something that I've been wanting lately and I want to build and it just makes me really like excited to, to, to aim for, I think with whether it's Veeam and visuals or it's a, a, a collective of, of companies and where I think me and you are already kind of building something like that. Uh, like what I'm about to say, uh, <laughs> uh is there's, I, I want to, I was kind of talking to you about this, uh, the other week. I want to build like, not just networking groups, but I want like a team of the same people that are always around each other and always, you know, like taking care of things within, within the business or their businesses. Uh, as long as they're intricately connected, there's, there's a reason why I'm wanting this is because I'm seeing it on YouTube with, a, with another group of people and it's making me want that, you know? Uh, but it's also just really freaking awesome, uh, to have that. And I want to build like a, a YouTube channel around it, essentially. Like I want to do what they're kind of doing, but with, it's like this type of YouTube channel is the type of YouTube channel that isn't just one creator. It's a collective of creators. Uh, but it's one concept. You actually probably know who I'm talking about, uh, even if you don't think you know them because they've produced multiple viral videos. Did you know there's actually a company out there that their job is, like, their company is designed to produce viral videos? There's probably a few of them out there, but this isn't one of them, kind of. They don't do it for other people, but they do it as a service for other people, this company I was referring to. But the one company I was talking about uh, that has this camaraderie is uh, Corridor Crew on YouTube. Um what they've built is this YouTube channel. It was founded by two guys uh, where they were just starting it like 10 years ago and they do VFX stuff. Um, and they also do other kind of uh, content as well that just makes sense because they've built a channel where people have a relationship. There's like maybe like 10 people in that group. And if you really start watching a lot of their content, you build individual relationships with all the individual, individual characters, you could say. Uh, and that's something I want to build. I would love to have that. Like, even if it was like, Nick, maybe like we... Get a, get a studio like how 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 Brian's uh, a warehouse is a warehouse like that style because that's kind mm -hmm. of what their warehouse is kind of like. Mm -hmm. It's it's very interesting. It's in L.A. It's like that a lot, but they also bought like a the next part next to it on the upper deck mm -hmm. where they have like a room for all the computers. But then they have like the big studio area down there where basically Brian's build area is. Uh, that's where like they have a big green room and everything. And cool. If you watch the channel, you'll know what I'm talking about. But what they've done is they've also built a subscription service called CorridorDigital.com. Um, where they have more higher quality content on, like they have even just, they produce such good content and they produce a lot of content weekly, multiple times a week on YouTube. But on top of that, they've created their own Netflix type of type of thing. Um, and it's just really cool, their model that they've built on that. And that's something I want to build, not just like on a YouTube way, but uh, I see the camaraderie that they get out of it. And it just makes me want that you know I, I i think that would be really cool it's like i i think what happens on their ch on their like main corridor channel um like one person will will everyone's like will have one, one person will have an idea for a video they pitch it and then this person's in charge of that video uh getting it done uh and like you can tell like when someone's taking control of a video like when you start watching it they're usually the one talking the most but they're doing all this cool beep you know like all this cool stuff they they did a, a video where they were doing like a bob ross challenge uh, where they all had to paint a painting in VFX, like on their computers. They had to generate the whole entire uh, painting, but using only v like you know visual effects, uh, 3D art, and stuff like that. Uh, and they had to do it in the same time as Bob as the Bob Ross painting. Uh, and they're just doing cool stuff like that. And they've done other cool stuff. Uh, they have a show, a weekly show, where uh, they 
where it's like a podcast, a video podcast, really well put together video podcast. They've built it up. They've niched it down to just VFX and they've built it up to, to a point where it's like they have these really people, big people in Hollywood who like what they're like their show and been. And so they have them come on, you know, Seth Rogen's been on the show reacting to how they edited, how they did effects in uh, this is the end, uh, which is a hilarious movie. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, and now I'm just going off on a tangent. What I meant is, I think entrepreneurs could benefit from having a core group too, not yeah. just not just a community group as well. Well, that's, we're kind of saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just know a lot of people in the mm-hmm. entrepreneur space here that are not, like whatever they're searching for as far as that community, that tribe, whatever, core group, whatever it is, they're not finding it here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not finding it with the current network. I groups. think it's rely. You you have to build that to yourself. When it comes to the core group, I think it's more 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 of a, yeah. a and, close. And, and again, thing. like I found that mm-hmm. I, I don't have those issues. What I've what I've found issues with is that I have a lot of friends who reach out to me for specific business business questions. I'm happy mm-hmm. to do it for them. Um, but we should have resources like that in the community here. That's not affiliated with like an entity or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just something that's completely a, a great resource for them to plug into or plug into and get to know other people in that corporate yeah, yeah. other videographers to get together and talk about their stuff other mm-hmm. marketers to get together like we need to do that mm-hmm. here i've been in other communities in colorado and they have that and they have it in a very big way and not only that they're getting people flown in from all over the world who are like some of the best in the world what they do and it's only getting bigger and better mm-hmm. and so we need to be able to like centralize that here down i, I would like for it to be downtown this mm-hmm. is downtown right yeah um but i feel like here it's very pocketed and like you have your communities of whatever so when you're thinking that there's got to be a specific example you're having like i had my specific example of what i wanted because it's inspired by that court what quarters crew's doing is there a specific well, i think it's about? with anybody so videographers be around other videographers mm-hmm. and editors marketers be around other marketers and 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 people in that space creators or whatever but there's got to be a way for us to link arms with people and that's that vertical and mm-hmm. like have like a, a set environment in which like we're not just like trying to be competitive with each other but we're also to be able to link arms and possibly build strategic partnerships from it that's really what there's the business too, there's community. Too many, it feels like there's too many industries for for f- this. This town isn't big enough for every industry to have something like that. It doesn't have to be every industry. Okay. It could just be people who are just in different phases to start different things. Um, okay. But there has to be more of them. You know, I think the community here, the networking community, all of them are great and amazing, but there's probably only like a select, it's probably only like 20 of them, 25 core people. Mm-hmm. I think there needs to be more. We're a bigger city now. Mm-hmm. We have to have more people. We have to be reaching out and have like a community outreach for those things. Cause people in Northgate don't know who the hell the main people in networking are down here. I think we should uh, do, we should take the time to do some research and maybe even make a video on it. Cause I want to do little smaller videos for this channel as well too. I think uh, that are just like, like one topic we're, we're straight talking and not yeah. cut, c- cut from a clip, but like where I think we could add resources, like what you're saying. Uh, cause I think we should do some research cause we see a core group. We, we, well, we don't see a core group, but we, we see the common faces between a lot of the, the, the networking groups. They do, sure. inter- they do intersect, but there'll be like a, a bunch of them that only go to this one, but they don't know the ones over here. So there's still that aspect of it. And then I have a feeling that there, there are these groups out there we just don't know about him. I have a feeling. I think there is, but if we don't know about him and we're pretty well connected down here, then how the hell is a person who's like very talented videographer or whomever it might be who's looking for out, that? Yeah. Like, how are they going to find it if we if we're not? Well, I mean, able to find them. I, I just haven't sought them out. You know, it's like I I when I was in my seeking phase, I sought out a bunch of them. 
you know, we got power connectors. We got Heartland Connect. Well, there, there was one in Woodland Park I went to. Uh, I went to a Monument Chamber meeting. I went to a Colorado Springs Chamber meeting. I've been to a Fountain Chamber meeting. Uh, I've been, the, they said, I think I said Million Cups. Uh, and like, that's a, that's a lot right there, I think, you know? Um, and I feel like I stopped there because that's just where I, I there was enough, you know? Uh, I think I, if, if like I was like searching harder, I could probably find more. And if not, that's what that, that's the information. That's what I want to know. You know, I want to find if not. Uh, but I think it's it's also like if if we're going industry specific, we can, we there there are some things like that that exist on Facebook. Uh, I think it's harder when it's local, uh, because of competition, uh, because like like I, I like I was saying on Matthew Hallisey's episode, it's like no matter how much you you want to believe there isn't any competition uh it's it's just the, the reality of life you know it's like there is abundance out there but there's still a market cap you know <laughs> and it's 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 a, it's, a, it's it's a thing that i've been trying to 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 grapple with a little bit cuz like we were talking about before the podcast you can counterpoint anything you know uh so it's like I'm, that's something I struggle with myself. I'm always dev, devil advocating myself and others. I'm <laughs> very, <Sure>. very argumentative, <laughs> argumentative. Right. And uh, so it's like I'm always like trying to to be like it's. I think that's why that doesn't exist because it it it, it is uh, hard to be close with other people in your industry when they may you you're working on a deal. You're trying to close it and then they take it out from under you. That happens, you know, like whether they do it intentionally or not, because I've done that to other people unintentionally. Like the client just chose me. They came to me and they chose me, you know. <laughs> well, maybe it's something where you haven't experienced because I mean, most of your business life has been in Colorado mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. But like this town is traditionally very hard. Just say you're trying to make friends. It's a very hard town just to make friends in. Mm -hmm. Not me other towns for most people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not speaking for me. Okay. I don't need to have a lot of these things that I'm talking about. I'm speaking in regards to people that talk to me who are say two to three years in their like business mm -hmm. and they're not finding it here. So they're going to leave. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them have left that I've talked to even said some of their names they've left mm -hmm. for markets that are more community driven around, um, finding the resources that they need to be successful here. And it's not just like, you know, the, it's not just resources. It's also like people linking arms and building community. Mm -hmm. We need to have that here and it needs to be centralized in downtown. And most people, I mean, just on a base level, even just like finding friends here, it's very hard. It's a very pocketed town. Mm -hmm. When I lived in Northgate, I had no reason to ever come down here and I never wanted to mm -hmm. never want. I mean, even nightlife, anything, I had everything I wanted up there, but there needs yeah. to be something that drives people here. And this needs to be the, the real thing that cranks everything out. Mm -hmm. If we really want to hit that next and level as a secondary city in Colorado, we mm -hmm. need that. We need that. I lived in Fort Collins. They had that crank in there. Like I just, for some reason, I just don't feel like it's, people there. I just don't feel like it's missing. I think that's where maybe we're disagreeing. I've talked to, I'd say 90% of all people who are transient here have had a lot of issues finding. And again, you found it through networking and, and, and all that stuff, which is good because this started with And business. this podcast, which business. is technically an yeah. iteration of what you're talking about. But I'm about. just talking about like in general here, yeah. it's very hard for for different communities to talk to each other. That's mm -hmm. very hard. That's that's a challenge here. Mm -hmm. I also, I mean, I also did a lot of, I also struggled a lot of and and went through, I think, a lot of hardships that a lot of people wouldn't be willing to go through sure. to, to get that. But you're you. I'm yeah. talking about like, I'm, I'm talking, True speaking that. to like the greater, like people who are coming here, which there still is a lot of people coming here in drones, right? Mm -hmm. To, you know, 
put down roots, network, get to know people. There are going to be those people who are go-getters who are going to just be like, whatever the beep it takes, whatever the bleep it takes. <laughs> um, and that's like, we need to have that. We need to figure out a way. We, I think that's whether, business whether though, right? Like, I, yes and no. Like whether you have that muscle or not is, you know, God given, but there's got to be ways for us to all link arms and have this conversation on a bigger level. There's no reason why we should have these networking and they shouldn't have 500 to a thousand people at every, at every single one. I've never them. even been to a networking event. With that there's some people. in that in Fort Collins. There's many of them in Denver. I mean, these Denver's Denver. It's a big mm-hmm. city, but like why Fort Collins? 130,000 people there. Why is that? Hmm. You know, why is the average 20 something year old there make an average of $30,000 more there? You know, hmm. it's a smaller city. So there are some things that we can do here to bring and keep. I think it's mostly keep. I think we are, mm-hmm. we have no problem bringing people to Colorado, Colorado Springs or whatever, but I want to keep the good talent here too. I've mm-hmm. lost too many great friends who are like amazingly talented people to Denver or to other you know, states in the U S I want to keep them here. And mm-hmm. I think if we don't see that issue, like I've seen that issue for a long time. Like I, th- I think we got to start having that conversation about that issue, you know? Okay. Cause it's, it's definitely prevalent, you know, someone like you, like you, again, you're an outlier, you're different. You, mm-hmm. you're able to, you know, get linked up with all the right networking groups, which they are great mm-hmm. ones here. Um, but again, like most businesses need things other than just networking too. They need to have resources. Like we're talking mm-hmm. about all those different things. Well, resources, um, like, well, it just depends on the business. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely accelerators here, um, but we need more. We yeah. need competition in all those areas, you know? Because I, I know more than just networking. I was, I was using Facebook. Facebook was a big, yeah. a big proponent actually. Yeah. Maybe even bigger than the network. And I think when you moved here, it was actually at the peak of what the startup community was before, oh, you know, yeah. COVID kind of beat it up a little bit. It's going to come back and yeah. I know it's going to come back, but I say when it's, when it starts to build up again, I want to be able to have that in mind. But you like, still said it, it was... It was missing though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When it was, when, when you had that, when you were here in college, you, you, you said that it felt like it was only towards the college though, right? Like it was only because of college or was there an actual like- No, there was a community here. Okay. Downtown. Yeah. Nice. It was, a, they had more things than just networking going on downtown. They had pitch nights. I'm trying to remember all the different things. They had startup week, startup weekend. I think they still have that here, mm-hmm. but a lot of those have lost their steam. Even mm-hmm. our million cups has lost its steam. So I want to be able to like be able to build that back up. Mm-hmm. But not only have, like I said, even when they're at their full steam here, maybe a couple hundred people. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But we can get a lot more than that with the population here, with the level of talent mm-hmm. here. Imagine like something at the soccer stadium or something like that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. You know? Why not? Why don't we have like a really, like, this is my big gripe. I used to, you know, I'm a event organizer. Why don't we have bigger venues here? Like a bigger, um, you've seen the ranch out in Northern Colorado. Mm-hmm. Why don't we have a, like a really nice venue here? Fairgrounds here. We have El Paso County fairgrounds, but that's the way out East. Why don't we have something here mm-hmm. downtown to host much larger events? Like the ones I was hosting rather than just like a mm-hmm. soccer stadium or something. Like we need, we need more. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's okay. That comes with time yeah. and like and city planners and all those different coming, things. Yeah. But like, we got to be ready for it. We got to have a plan for it because like our cities, if we want to get to the level that we're, we're, we're really, really pushing for, we got to have those things in mind. Mm-hmm. So what would be, what's something we can do to, to help bring that? Got to have conversation with the people who are doing things, which those are the backbone of this whole community. And what we, would Yemi say right now about, uh, like if you were talking to Yemi right now, uh, someone who's very well connected with the business community, understands the business community, probably knows a lot, almost every single resource there is for business yeah. here. Um, do you think he would agree with what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. We've, we've had this conversation, okay, nice. not to this depth that we've had this mm-hmm. conversation before. 
um, maybe a town hall with, you know, a lot of the local young mm-hmm. either startups or like established business leaders who yeah. are trying to build a community out here. All of us put our heads together to figure out what we can do, what types of events we can do, yeah. who's in charge of what, who wants to champion what. And yeah, we're doing um, community. And co- I, I forgot about another one. I'm doing community and cocktails. That's a uh, great one. It's it's a cool one. We have a lot of big, big business leaders yeah. in that one. It's very small, but it, it also cost. I yeah. think, I think. There's an interesting thing about the cost thing. I think having no cost allows for you to have a bigger audience, but I think having cost allows you to have a more valuable audience. Quality. Qual- qual- yeah, not valuable, but quality audience because someone who's going to spend 20 bucks to 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 go out to something and, meet and connect with people, they're going to be more invested, I think, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's only 20 bucks too on top of that, but I remember when I first started my business, that would that would I couldn't do it. I didn't even I didn't even really have five bucks, you know, to to, to right. pay for some some of them. You know, I did I did have, I had five bucks. I could I could spend the five bucks to go to like a after hours, you know, chamber meeting. It's like if you can't spend five bucks, I mean, you just get out of business. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, oh yeah, like that's definitely. the risk. I mean, that's the that's not even a risk, you know. It's like that's a coffee, you know, <laughs> two coffees. <laughs> yeah. Well, to close this all out, I think this is a very exciting time for our city. Um, I do think a lot of people who are not running office spaces are going to have a lot of leverage in the next couple of months because there are going to be a lot of more office spaces that are going to be open and vacant for longer periods of time. So it's going to give the leaser, the leasee, the leasee a little mm. bit more leverage. And that's exciting. Okay. So so it's a leasee's market. Yeah. Leaser's market? Renter's market. Yeah, renter's market. <laughs> yeah, renter's market. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so that's super exciting. So you don't think that's already happened? No. No, no. I think office spaces are still way, way overpriced. Oh, they they definitely are overpriced, yeah. except for this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we can't get anything like this ever yeah. again. Probably. I've had someone in this office straight up tell me when I told him how much I pay for this office, he was like, "Damn, that's expensive." I was like, "The yeah. fuck? he doesn't know what he's talking about." He, then. He's thinking of an office in a small town, you know, like compared to that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like an office in a small town on the outskirts, you know, maybe like, yeah. like that's what this would probably cost, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like not no downtown, you know. No. Yeah, we, yeah. We have the best with here, mm-hmm. but that's gonna happen. You know, there's gonna be there's gonna be a big little, um, uh, change of guard that's gonna happen. Yeah. So we gotta get ready for it. If that office opens, I, I wonder if they let us tear it on the wall. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. We can do whatever we want. We got to pay the fee afterwards. So. Oh yeah. Just build it back up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or they'll probably just keep it, you know, a bigger office, you know, I think that's what happened to the one across the hall. I think there's one across the hall that does that, but we, we could probably check into, check into actually. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Cause although there is sound and we can't really record during the week because of sound interference, we can though, because this isn't like a scripted podcast. When I was doing the scripted podcast, sound was important. Um, if there's a little bit of sound in the background that actually doesn't affect our type of podcast and these microphones are so great they only pick up anything that's like really really close to it right so yeah <laughs> so when I'm watching like Logan Paul and Bobby Lee's yelling at someone when he's away from the microphone yeah. you you can't hear him yeah because <laughs> yeah. it's the same microphones because yeah, we got the premium <laughs> you want to close this out Edgar have fun editing it uh <laughs> <laughs>